What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert, a.k.a. Father of Vash. And today, I'm going to be talking about my early impressions of Life is Strange True Colors and I rest some more Yazakura family. So let's get to it. Alright, so what is up everybody? We have made it back another week. <laughs> um I hope everybody out there has had an awesome last week. I hope you had a pretty solid weekend. And as always, if this is your first time here, welcome. And if you've been rocking with me for a while, then welcome back. We end this thing again, another week, another podcast. Um, so yeah, pretty excited. Got some pretty cool stuff to talk to y'all about today. So let's kind of start diving right in. So as always, you know, general housekeeping, you know, if, uh, you know, whether you're listening to the audio only version of this on whatever podcasting platform of your choice or if you are watching me on YouTube, then uh, just make sure you are subscribed, following, whatever you're available to do. So that you make sure you get all the updates from your boy Rob whenever I post new stuff. So, uh, yeah. And also, I will greatly appreciate it. Um, I, know, I know a couple of y'all have, but if even more of y'all, if y'all are enjoying the show... Go over to iTunes or whatever platform you have available and leave me a nice little review. You know, let let me know, let the people know that you are enjoying Danny's Talk Podcast. And yeah, so that more people can, you know, find us so we can continue to, to grow. And yeah, so... uh. Yeah, I honestly don't even know like like really like where to start this week. So, I guess in general, you know, life-wise, last week has been pretty solid. Um, you know, we had a shoot had to do like a few basketball games this weekend. Uh, I think my daughter she had a game Saturday morning because I took her to that one. And they did okay. She she is definitely continuing. She is steadily more and more coming to her own. It's just kind of getting her to just like, hey, have more confidence in yourself and like just push forward, push through, and stuff. So because because uh, you know she she's a little bit more on the shorter side, but she uh when she gets after it or whatever, she's like pretty good on defense because she be getting a pretty good amount of steals and deflections and. Uh, and rebounds, you know, considering she's like, you know, sometimes like one of like the smaller ones on the court, she'd be getting in there mixing it up. So, uh, yeah, so she, she did pretty good in her game. And then, uh, my oldest boy, Jay, he just, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if, if the juices is kicking in now that he didn't turn 13 the other week, but man, he was out there balling his butt off. Uh, so my, my wife took him to both of his games.
and she uh she she sent me some clips man i wish see see hindsight if i would have thought i would have uh gotten a clip ready or whatever to have put up on the screen right now or whatever but it's all good i have to remember that in the future but um but yeah but he was out there balling i think saturday saturday they crushed whatever team they was playing they crushed them like 60 something to like 17 and i think my wife said he had i think like 18 points by himself in the game saturday and then sunday or today even though they lost this game i think my wife said he still put up 16 points so <laughs> like i said i don't know what it is but you no know, i'll be telling people i'm like man like and, and and that's what like what we're trying to get him to is like consistency because it's like because even like the coaches and stuff be telling him like hey man like like when he be on and he is going can't really be touched too much but you know like i mentioned before you know sometimes he kind of get his, gets in his own head sometimes let others get in his head and that ends up you know slowing him down messing him up he loses confidence in himself but when he has confidence in himself and he's out there just like balling doing his thing it, it, is, it is truly a uh a beautiful sight to behold so so yeah so yeah so both of them like so they went out there did their thing playing um trying to think uh you know those of you seeing seeing the video version your boy went out i'm not looking like a a wild beast anymore <laughs> i i went when it got the uh the the fresh cut um didn't, didn't post no pictures for instagram or, not, or nothing yet but hey you know y'all are watching the, the video version of the podcast get to see the uh the fresh cut for yourselves but uh <laughs> but um but yeah so I did that and i don't know i feel like i didn't like do too much else or whatever i i kind of sat down and made myself finally dive into a video game which i'll talk about in depth in a bit but i went and picked up a game uh friday i picked up a uh, life is strange true colors and uh which i'll pop on up here yeah life is strange true colors and so i've been playing that heavy this weekend play through the uh the first three uh chapters of the game which like i said i'm gonna talk more about in the game section but as part of housekeeping whatever i want to mention uh what i decided to do because I, I figured i feel like it would be kind of fun for me to do this because with these games with these games being chapter based I have been doing a kind of like a brief like 10-15 minute video kind of like talking about and sharing my thoughts of the chapters as I'm finishing them and so like I said over the weekend I have played through the first three of five chapters so yeah so go to the YouTube channel like I said go check those out um, but of course if you're if you're going to be playing the game I would say wait on watching video two and three because it's full of spoilers the first episode I start with general impressions and like general thoughts on the Life is Strange series as a whole, as well as like just like just surface level my thoughts on the first chapter. But after that, it's kind of like super heavy spoiler stuff. And, and these games are very story story heavily story based, but I really enjoy them. So yeah, so if you're looking for really good story games, check out the uh, Life is Strange series. But like I said, I'll talk about more about that in a minute. And speaking of stuff on my channel, um, I've also done, I did two manga reviews this week for Sweat and Soap. 
as well as uh, Sweat and Soap and Call of the Night Volume 1 for both series. So, uh, so yeah. So, like I said, go check those out. I know looks like a pretty good amount of y'all have been listening, at least listening to the episodes or whatever. And a few of y'all checked out the video. So, I greatly appreciate the support on that. And also, shout out to everybody that freaking came through for the uh, podcast episode last week. Like, <laughs> uh, granted, I know probably like a mix of it is just like people, you know, it's just the time of season. Everybody's looking for stuff related to the upcoming season or whatever. But like, last week when I did the uh, anime preview for the fall season, like, in less than a week, that episode has become my number one played uh, podcast episode overall. And uh, for, for, for the actual podcast episodes. Now, as far as like, like stuff in overall, I think it's number two right now. Cause I think uh, one of my Tokyo Revengers uh, mini episodes is currently like number one and like getting close to a hundred <laughs> plays by itself. So, um, but yeah, so thank you to everybody out there that, you know, check me out, you know, whether you checked out the whole thing or just clicked and left whatever thank you thank you thank you um i also want to give a couple a couple quick shout outs to uh to some uh some some new friends of mine uh first off i want to give a shout out to a uh, f- fellow parent <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna call her uh mama cam uh much love to you i have uh appreciated us getting to uh conversate and just you know get to uh, get to officially meet each other because right? we've been following each other for a while online but haven't really conversated or talked whatever so shout out to you thank you for showing me love and support and stuff um and then also uh over on instagram or actually everywhere but, but mainly instagram shout out to uh uh blurred sun bay because she she been coming through showing your boy major support and if you are listening thank you thank you thank you um, she even, uh, show some love to, uh, to my wife. Cause, uh, for, for, for those of you who do not know or may not, or may, I, cause I know I mentioned it here and there, but my wife, uh, she does jewelry. And so my wife had posted this awesome new piece that she had made last week. And so I have reshared it on my Instagram and blur Sunday share that as well. So yeah, so shout out to you. Thank you for for showing me love and we definitely got to collaborate sometime soon and so speaking of collaborations i'm gonna kind of say real quick because I, I put the call out last week on twitter but i know the twitter reach is only so far because everybody everybody listen, that listens to this isn't you know on that platform so like i mentioned there uh and i know i mentioned before but I am always down and open to collaborations with, you know, uh, people that want to work with me, whether it is you want me to come over on your podcast, your YouTube show, whatever the case may be, or potentially you might want to come to mine, just hit me up, let me know. Like I said, reach me on, you can DM me on Twitter, DM me on Instagram, you can email me at dnttpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, whatever the catch may be, let me know. Cause, uh, cause you know, I want to say I, I am, you know, there is no specific criteria as far as like 
you know, because I had somebody that cut like a month or so back, whatever, asked if they had to be a dad to work with me. And it's like, no, you know, the only thing about the, the show name, Dad Needs to Talk, is just me. <laughs> I am the dad in the situation. I, I, nobody else needs to be a dad or a parent or whatever. I can talk, I can talk about fatherhood. I can talk about parent parenthood. We can talk about video games, anime, TV shows, manga, life. You know, I, I am open to all that stuff. Uh, may, maybe even a little bit of tech, you know, because I, I am in IT. That's my day, that's my day job, <laughs> you know. But, um, but yeah, I just want just to just put that out there, you know. And, and I appreciate those of you that, are, that uh, did answer the call and have already reached out to me. Uh, got some stuff in the works. And so with that being said, the next part I'll say is that uh, coming soon... I will start having guests on the podcast, and so I am very excited about that. Um, but of course, still, still a little bit nervous too, just because you know something different. Like, you know, while yes, I have gone on dozens of other people's podcasts and stuff, whatever, and done other shows on other people's platforms, that's different being a passenger on a show because hey, you just get to come in, have some conversation, and all right, bye, and they take care of. <laughs> you know any editing or uploading or whatever so now it's, it's gonna be my turn but I'm, I'm excited because it is a lot of y'all uh there are several of y'all that i have been in talks with for months uh about collaborating y'all coming on my stuff and so just know that it's about to start soon very very soon and uh yeah so i want to say like with that being said it's going to be a little bit of like trial and not not, not trial and error i don't want to say that because that sounds bad but it's going to be a little bit of like uh figuring things out you know because these these episodes or whatever i might do with other people some of them might count as just full-on regular episode uh releases like hey It'll be episode 35, you know, with special guests, da 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 But there also might be some times to where it might just be a bonus episode that is just slotted in during the week. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to kind of just figure this out as I go along. So just know that there may be some weeks to where I might not do the traditional, as I've been doing, like talking about the like the like the new chapters and stuff that came up that week because it might be a case to where depending on who the guest is when we record it might fall to where it's like okay well we had to record on you know thursday or friday you know but the you know chapters or whatever don't come out until sunday or whatever so just know that going forward there may there may be some some weeks here and there where i don't get to talk about stuff on time but it just means like okay you know whenever i do get back on that schedule I'll just double up and talk about multiple chapters or whatever. So, um, but yeah, just, just wanted just to give y'all a heads up of that um, for, for when that might happen. And uh, last little bit of housekeeping. I think this might be it for now. I want to say that, uh, so next week's episode, uh, I feel it's going to be a pretty big one. Not gonna go into all the details of everything because I don't want to spoil other surprises, and also you know I, I don't want to talk about. I'm trying to do better by not talking about too much stuff before things actually happen, but just know that 
one of the big main topics for next week's episode will be a discussion about BoJack Horseman, the series overall. So those of you that have, that have been listening for a little bit or whatever know I have been making my way through BoJack Horseman. I slowed down like in this like last season or whatever just because life happened, other stuff came up or whatever. But just know, just know that next week's episode, the main topic will be BoJack Horseman. And so, you know, um, I might put out a post or something uh, towards, you know, like, like, you know, towards the end of next week or whatever. I don't know. Maybe asking for comments and stuff on the series. And I might read those on the show. Like I said, I, I don't really know. Still trying to figure that part out or whatever. But, you know, uh, so yeah, so just, just keep that in mind. Like I said, that's going to be a big talking point for next week's episode. And, uh, and yeah. And, uh, oh, and hopefully, so that there's a new segment I've been cooking up that I want to, I think I might not introduce until next week, but it's going to be called uh, Look Back. And so what the Look Back segment is going to be, because I've had like, like some iteration of this idea for a little while, but the, the name of it I just came up with last week, but... The idea of it is me, or maybe in the future with guests or whatever, with Look Back, as the name suggests or whatever, it's going to be me or whoever talking about fond memories or moments of the past. And so, basically that might come in the form of like, you know, both the mix of real life stuff as well as entertainment. So it might be like, okay, like, hey, what is a Look Back moment? real life look back moment for the, for the week or whatever and might be talking about, oh yeah I remember that time you know I got this special thing for Christmas or for a birthday for a birthday and on, on the entertainment side it might be like yo you know my, you know me talking about my favorite Pokemon or a game that means a lot to me or a just crazy uh, television show moment or whatever, you know, just different, different, different stuff like that or whatever. So I, I like it because I feel like it might be a, a good chance to kind of give y'all um, even more kind of insight into me and who I am, things I have experienced and been through in the past. And like I said, just try to like, I don't know, I, I just feel like it'd be just kind of like a fun thing to do every now and then. And so uh, like I said, and with that, I'm not necessarily, I'm not going to do it every single week, at least like not starting off. So it might be a thing of like, oh, if I don't have a main topic for the week, I might bring it up or just kind of just, you know, maybe I'm just feeling like talking about nostalgic or something or whatever for the week. So, um, but yeah, but, and like I said, it definitely gonna be something I'm going to be talking about with guests. And so with the guests, I'm going to ask them to do one of each, one real life memory that they're fond of and then one uh, entertainment moment that, that they look back on finally. So. So yeah, so with that being said, uh, <laughs> talked a lot kind of up here up front, but let's kind of uh, go ahead and dive into some news because we have a couple of uh, big things I want to kind of talk about. One of the first big ones is the uh, Nintendo Direct that happened this weekend. Let me pause real quick because I want to find something real quick to pull up. Okay, so I'm not going to talk about every single thing that happened in the direct but i'm gonna start off with 
some big stuff that kind of like that I'm super hyped for whatever and then I might kind of just just you know just uh shout out some other bonus stuff whatever um but <laughs> one thing I am super excited for is we finally finally you got to see freaking Bayonetta 3 again it has been four years since this game was announced this game was announced at Game Awards back in 2017 and I know I've made this joke a lot lately but literally this game was announced a month after Vash was born because Vash was born November 2017 and he is now about to be four in a couple of months so in the time since this game was announced and when it was and shown again, my child has learned how to walk, talk, and play video games. <laughs> so from from newborn babe to potentially being able to play this himself, <laughs> that's wild. But as you can see, freaking uh, we have Miss Bayonetta. Making her reappearance, and she looks freaking stunning, as always. Uh, and so, yes, I'm I'm just like super happy, super excited to see this game again. And so they have it just said they said it's coming out next year. So I'm pretty looking forward to that. Man, look at that just wish time. Uh so I I have some really good memories of Bayonetta One. So because Bayonetta One came out when I was in college. And I'll never forget, I, there was a demo for it on PlayStation 3. And I remember I played the demo so much that my roommates was like, all right, Rob, we, let's go to the store. Let's just freaking buy the game. We went to Walmart at like, I think it was well past midnight. It was probably, it was maybe like 2, 3 a.m., something stupid. We went to Walmart, me and my roommates and friends, because we was all up late that night. Like I said, I was playing the demo a million times. We went to Walmart back, back when, when Walmart was open 24-7, and you could do that. <laughs> but we, we went to Walmart, and I bought freaking Bayonetta at like 2, 3 a.m. <laughs> and played it. And, and, I, and I have very fond memories of, uh, one, of, my, one, of my, one of my roommates, Cliff, uh... Me and him just like getting really big into whatever. He was he was kind of like next to me the majority of the time of me uh of me playing the game, but um but yeah I, I just have such fond memories of of Bayonetta one because of that of of how you know I ended up getting to play it and stuff. Um, now I will say I still haven't got to play Bayonetta two because when Bayonetta two originally came out, remember it originally only released on the Wii U, which I did not have a Wii U. Like like a good chunk of the world population, <laughs> so I, I never played Bayonetta two, and so it when it came out on Switch a couple of years ago, I almost got it. But at the time I can't remember because it came out around the time when it was like a lot of other games coming out, and so I was like, you know what, I can wait on this. I'll wait on it until it goes on sale. That game, I don't think I, it's years later. I still haven't seen that game go on sale, or I think I think it might have went on sale like a couple of times, but I always miss it. So, but I for sure, at some point before this game comes out, I will get and play through Bayonetta 2. Because like I said, I love that first one so much. I have such fond memories of it. 
But uh, but yeah, so very excited for that. Bayonetta is back. Um, and so next up, <laughs> I just showed this just because of so they they announced a new Kirby game. I, I don't really care too much about Kirby. I, I care less honestly. Uh, Vash actually likes Kirby. He, he's been playing through the demo of one of the games, so I might get this for him. But this new Kirby game is called Kirby and the Forgotten the Forgotten Land. And a lot of people have been joking because the way this trailer first shows, it looks like a cartoon version of The Last of Us. <laughs> and so people are joking like, man, is is, is this a Kirby, Last of Us uh, crossover? And so, uh, so yeah, so it's just like this like open world Kirby apocalypse game. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so like I, I just want to just give a little shout out, just like I said, because of, cause yeah, look, yeah, this one scene looks like a, like a level from freaking Last of Us, but uh, but yeah, so shout out to Kirby, <laughs> Kirby doing doing his thing. So one of the other, uh, well, I, I yeah, I, I I can't hold on. Uh, well, no, let, let me just kind of say this real quick over this, uh. So, a couple other quick note, news points before I get to like, to like one of the big things that happened in the, in the direct. So, a couple of just quick notes. So, they announced that the the final fighter for uh for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, they're going to do a special Nintendo Direct that, uh, dedicated to that alone. It's going to air on October fifth. And that's where they where they are going to reveal the final character for Super Smash Brothers. Um, I don't I don't really play Smash Brothers. I really could care less. But I just know that there's a lot of fans out there of the series. I know uh, both of my nephews, both of my uh, my sisters, my sisters' boys, Isaiah and CJ. They were big into Smash Brothers, so I know they're excited about that. Um, they also announced that sometime in October as well, they're going to do a a uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Nintendo Direct. So, uh, talking about a big update coming in November. So, I, I freaking, I played the heck out of Animal Crossing New Horizon last year because I know many of y'all probably remember that came out like literally like, like around the week that the world went into lockdown during the uh, p- pandemic and stuff. So, I put a lot of hours into Animal Crossing as I'm sure a lot of y'all did. So, you know, I, I don't really touch it anymore or whatever. I look at it every now and then because Vash, he'll get on my Switch and he'll play it every now and then or whatever. Um, Delta Room. So, uh, shoot. What is the name of the game uh, that Delta Room is based off of? Let, let me look that up real quick. Okay, Undertale. So, that's a game I've always heard good stuff about. Or I just never played it. Um, I need I need to just play through it one day just to play. I know it's not a super long game. But, um, but the uh, the spiritual successor to uh, Undertale called Deltarune, they, uh, they announced that uh, both Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 are going to be coming, excuse me, are going to be coming to, uh, to the Nintendo Switch. Um, and I actually, I, believe, I think it actually might have dropped last week. If I remember correctly, uh, yeah, it looks like some wild stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Delta Rune, chapter one and two, both are gonna be on uh on uh 
Nintendo Switch. So, uh, yeah, so look, look out for that. And uh, what was the other big, sorry, big thing I wanted to mention? Um, oh, yeah, so they, oh, well, they shut off more Splatoon 3. I'm excited to check that out. But one of the other big uh, updates that they announced was uh, for the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. They are doing an update to it to where they're adding Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. And so the launch lineup for uh, for the new Nintendo Switch Online stuff, which to get this, it's going to be a upgraded online plan, which Nintendo Switch Online is like, it's like $20 for a year <laughs> or like $4 a month. So it's ridiculous, ridiculously cheap. But, um, but yeah, so the, the launch lineup for the uh, Nintendo 64 games is going to be Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh, Mario Kart 64, Star, For Star Fox 64, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Winning Back, and Yoshi's Story. And then for Sega, it's going to be uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard Corpse, Dr. Robotnik's Main Bee Machine. I have good memories playing that with my sis. Uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Rise Star, uh, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider. So, yeah, so that's some uh, new stuff coming to the Nintendo Switch Online. So, Last piece of Nintendo news I want to talk about, and this is like one of the big ones. <laughs> so, for those of you who may not know, they uh, announced a while back that Nintendo is working with the company that does the uh, Despicable Me uh, movies and, and series to make a to make a uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, animated series. So, in this Nintendo Direct, they announced the voice cast for this <laughs> and it is pretty wild so uh see if i can get it to start playing through here so uh so the uh the 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 voice of mario is going to be chris pratt <laughs> uh the internet was not uh kind of an uproar about that but it is what it is so chris pratt's going to be mario uh Anya Taylor Joy is going to be Peach. Um, I really enjoyed her in uh, uh, Queen's Gambit, the uh, the chess series on Netflix. That was really good. Um, so, yeah, so she's going to be Peach. Uh, Charlie Day is going to be Luigi. Uh, <laughs> this one is pretty awesome. Uh, Jack Black is going to be Bowser. Keegan Michael Key is gonna be the voice of Toad, and that that just makes sense. That that just makes sense. <laughs> uh, I bet that I'm already excited just to to hear the how that's gonna sound. Seth Rogen is gonna be Donkey Kong. <laughs> that's gonna be kind of wild. Uh, and then let me see. They announced a couple other people too. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh. So, speaking of Mario and voices, so Chris Martinet, 
who has been the voice of Mario for all these decades and all the games and stuff, whatever, he will still be involved with the movie, but he's going to be voicing like other characters and surprise cameos. So some people are probably predicting like probably like Waluigi or Wario or something. Um, he's going to be voicing some extra characters in the movie. Uh, and there's some other voices. Uh, these two I'm not too familiar with, but uh, but Kevin Michael Richardson as comic. Uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong and uh, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. Not familiar who Spike is, but uh, but yeah, so <laughs> that is pretty wild. That that is a pretty wild uh, voice cast for uh, for a freak for a freaking Mario movie. Uh, so yeah, so pretty excited for that. So uh, so trucking right along to some other news. Uh, so. We got some pretty big news for uh, for Demon Slayer season two. So we got some interesting news. So so first off, they announced that they are turning the Demon Slayer, the Mugen Train movie, into uh, six episodes, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, six episodes. And so, uh, they're going to be re-edited. They're going to have, like, some extra scenes and stuff. And then, uh, episode one is going to feature some, uh, never-before-seen stuff, uh, with, uh, Rengoku taking on a new mission on his way to the Mugen train. Uh, so, the, okay, so it's going to be a total of seven episodes. So, the, so the movie will be stretched out into seven episodes. Uh, so, yeah, so... A lot of the internet was in an uproar about this. I really could care less. I'll watch it. Why not? I, I enjoy Demon Slayer. I'll watch that. But uh, but after that, season two proper with the uh, with the Entertainment District arc will start on December fifth. And so uh, so yeah, so that's gonna be. I'm, I'm really hype for that. So but um, but yeah, so Demon Slayer, the train episodes will start on October tenth. And then, uh, yeah, the Entertainment District will start on December 5th. So, yeah, so, just look forward to that. Plan accordingly. And, last bit of little news I want to touch on is they gave a, uh, a release date for The Witcher uh, Season 2 on Netflix. It's going to be dropping uh, December 17th. So, I still have not watched Season 1 of The Witcher. Um, it is on my long list of stuff to watch, but knowing that this is coming in December, I'll try to make that a priority to by the, for sure by the time this comes out, um, this season two comes out, I'm going to try to binge watch and catch up on, uh, on season one, just so I can just, you know, just be caught up or whatever and be part of the, part of the, uh, discussion for when that drops. Um, cause, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, a a slight fan of the series, a little bit, you know, I played, I played a chunk of Witcher 3, um, still have it, I enjoyed what I played, but man, that is just, it is a lot of game, I think I only played maybe like, maybe 30 something hours tops, and barely scratched the surface of that game, but, um, but I enjoyed what I played, and I could see like why I get so much, so many accolades and stuff, but, um, but yeah, um, I'm definitely excited to, to check out, uh, this trailer, check out this uh, series and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so looking forward to more Witcher, uh, more Witcher. 
and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess let's kind of, then we'll kind of go ahead and jump into, uh, what I've been watching. So I have a couple of things. So this one, it's not going to be like super, super long, but I definitely just kind of like want to, uh, want to just kind of, just kind of talk through it. So I finally checked out season one of 86. Now this is an anime that I heard pretty good stuff about back when it was airing, but in the lead up to, uh, the fall anime season, I know season two is going to be airing in the fall and the homies over at, uh, Mike check waifu. Like I mentioned in last week's podcast, uh, uh, Polo and Tail, they were they're really big fans of season one of the anime, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it an honest shot, and I, I benched the heck out of it. <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it it kind of like grips and gets your attention, kind of like from jump, but uh, but yeah, so. I really don't even know like, like how to like really <laughs> talk about this show but but I guess in a way because uh, I don't really need like to try to go through break down all the episodes or whatever but in general I'll say this show like it it hit me in the same way that that uh that Gundam Iron Blood Orphans did now that is the only Gundam series I have really truly watched or whatever but this really hit me in the way and you know, no spoilers for that order, but I'll just say it hit me in the same way to where it's like, man, nobody is really safe in the show. And so, uh, oh, and I guess I will say potential spoilers for 86, um, just cause it's probably bound to happen, but just kind of like, like looking at like where all the people that was involved on the squad when the season first started, to like barely the handful that were left at the end it's pretty crazy it's like it's like like half these people that they're showing on screen right now didn't make it and that was just kind of crazy and and when the uh the major forget i can't remember her name but just like her getting her eyes opened to like how privileged she really is even though she says that she's like a supporter she supports them but doing that versus you know her actions or whatever just you know they, they weren't really lined up or whatever and so it really wasn't until like like that moment where she was linked up with uh with reaper when they went into that one area where he where he hears the voices of like Okay, I'm kind of rambling, but when when they reveal that the people that die in combat, basically, if and this is the reason why Reaper was going up and personally, like if somebody in their crew died after the battle, he would personally go up and finish them off, um, just to make sure that hey, because the enemy, they would take their heads or mainly their brains and implant them into the freaking robot things, whatever, and use that to kind of like power their their robotic army, which is pretty messed up. And so with that happening, Reaper, he's hearing the voices of like the, like the last things that these people say. 
And so, yeah, and, and it was just kind of crazy as things kind of kept going and unfolding. And we learned that his older brother saved the major when she was a kid and stuff. And then we also learned that that's like what uh, Reaper's kind of like end goal was, was to find the kind of like boss robot that has his brother's uh, soul. And yeah, and, and, and just how all of that unfolded with, you know, once he finally got there, he took out his brother. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that whole thing was just wild. And then kind of like the, uh, the aftermath of peace that followed because they kind of went outside of the range of communication and that was just kind of just like, you know, weird for those characters or those handful that survived of just, hey, we're able to just relax. <laughs> you know, they're not having to look over their shoulders. They're able to just like sit and camp and eat. They're not being ordered to like, hey, every day you got to get up, go out there and just fight. Pretty much fight until you die. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was wild. And like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I am definitely very curious to see where things go from here. I'm, I am partially tempted to watch the trailer for season two, but I'm going to try to hold off and not because more than likely it's probably going to spoil or tease something or whatever, because, because from my understanding, you know, it seems like a Reaper died at the end of season one. So... Don't know if guessing his consciousness is going to be put into a robot, and now they're going to have to figure out a way to take him down, or what? Because I think I think that might have been a part I saw Mike check kind of hinting at, because I didn't listen to that part of the episode because I hadn't finished it yet. But about how these about how the poster for season two potentially spoils or gives away some ideas of like where the plot and stuff might be going. But uh, but yeah, overall, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it and stuff uh really enjoy these characters and uh yeah it was wild um oh actually the last little point uh so the uh the science chick like like that whole like that episode where it was revealed or we kind of like got more of her backstory and it was like her dad is the guy that made the little like uh neck communication things or whatever they call this that that they can link up and communicate with or whatever and how the government found out or basically just like used that tech for their own benefit or whatever. And then her finding out that um, even though after she kind of like like shunned and turned away the major, that she, you know, basically come to find out that her childhood friend that she basically turned her back on is actually Reaper. And so all that stuff was just like just wild, <laughs> you know, how, how all that stuff just kind of came into play and stuff. But um uh, but yeah, but like I said, just just really enjoyed it. Like I said, very excited to uh to check out season two when it starts in the coming weeks and stuff. So uh so yeah, so I think that's it for that one. So next up, let me see real quick. All right, so next up, let's talk about uh what if. So I just caught up on the last two episodes of what if. Um, and actually I can't remember, I can't remember I can't remember the last time I talked about what if on here. Because I know for sure I talked about the Star-Lord episode. Um, I don't remember. 
and maybe the Doctor Strange one, I think. Um, but kind of going back before I could touch on these two, but the, the, the zombies one, that was an interesting episode. Um, and just kind of creepy in a way, just thinking like, man, they're getting turned, like the different heroes getting turned into zombies, but still able to use like the different powers and stuff. <laughs> that was wild. But, uh, but yeah, so, so two, two of these two episodes from last week and two weeks ago and this past week or whatever, um, I believe they were episodes seven and eight, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, sorry, no, not that it really matters, but, uh, but basically the, the two most recent episodes, um, what if, uh, what if T'Challa rescued Tony Stark, and then what if, uh, Thor was an only child, so starting with, with the, uh, with the, uh, did I say T'Challa? What if Killmonger? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, rescue Tony Stark. So, I I, I like that episode. just like really, really dope. Um, just because I like that character in general. But just seeing just like this mixed timeline. And like watching him like slowly gain Tony Stark's trust. And then end up basically, basically manipulating Tony to using his own Stark tech to help build and bring to fruition uh, Killmonger's uh, uh, robot drone things or whatever and then how they use that to basically uh, get in with uh, shoot Claw to get like all this like a uh, Wakanda vibranium stuff and how that led to like different characters getting killed from uh from a war machine to Tony Stark himself getting killed to him taking out uh, uh, oh sorry Bashers Island what does that sound to uh, to yeah to him doing all that stuff to where he finally gets inside of Wakanda itself and then he uses uh, his heritage against them or whatever to gain their trust. And to get them to let to let the robot drones inside, and then give them a false sense of security, then taking over, and it was wild, um, or not not taking over, basically, uh, you know, then going in and taking down the robots that he created, <laughs> and then getting the the uh, stuff to become Black Panther himself, and then meeting T'Challa in the other realm. In the like like the panther plane or whatever it's called and stuff and yeah all of that stuff is just just really dope watching that uh, I'm trying to think I can't remember like what happened at the very end of that one but uh but then the next one was just so funny the freaking Thor one so this one I wasn't sure like 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 where it was gonna go but just like it you know. The case with all of these episodes of like it says like makes you ponder what if, and so just like a simple question of like hey like like what if Thor was the only child and so you know in this timeline, you know uh, Odin instead of you know him keeping Loki and raising him as his own, he returns Loki to his people to his family, and stuff and so with that that changed the dynamic and stuff of how Thor learned and grew up or whatever to where basically he's kind of like a spoiled uh party boy 
And so it was just so funny that, that the thing that brought him to Earth was that he was looking for a place far away from Hamdo's site to uh, to just party, hang out with his friends. And so it was just really cool just seeing uh, everybody trying to figure him out to where when they had to summon freaking Captain Marvel to come in and try to fight him and watching them to just like duke it out and stuff across the planet to at the end, you know, when they had to call his mom. <laughs> that that was so 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 stupid, yet so simple. It was just like, wait a second. Wait. If 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 you know if 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 Thor is real, then Odin and then Freya is real, which means Hamdo and so all this stuff, whatever. And then yeah, it was just so funny just like watching his mom come in and just uh shut him down or whatever and then like the part where he had to like Tell everybody like, hey, my mom's coming. Y'all need to help me clean up the planet. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so that, that that whole that whole episode was just just really funny uh, and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I just I just really loved and really enjoyed uh, both of those episodes. But uh, sorry, I'm trying to see. Just closing all this stuff real quick. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so th- those were uh, those were some uh, some some real good uh, episodes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, can't wait to see what what the next one is. Uh, so moving right along, so last one I kind of just just want to like briefly touch on or whatever is uh is uh the new episode of a uh, Fina Pirate Princess, and so this episode, um, I believe it was episode nine. Uh, still just kind of just like dealing with the aftermath of the of them barely escaping, you know, the situation on the ship, and so you know, of course, everybody's looking over Yukimaru as he's trying to heal, and they eventually get him to a doctor, um, where they find out, hey, he's his life isn't in danger because y'all took the proper y'all basically y'all did the right type of treatment to keep him from getting uh, his wounds infected and all that stuff. And so that stuff was just just really, really cool. And then we kind of get to see uh more inside the mind of a uh, of a uh, Shitan, and how you know different things that he was taught before they went on this mission or whatever of how they all of how he believes or he was taught to believe that uh that Fina is this uh is this witch that serenades people whatever and gets them under her spell to get them to do whatever she wants and then that moment where like Fina happens to walk in when he sent it to everybody and it was like whoa like uh what are you saying dude you know but you know I uh I, I like that Fina ended up kind of like going and confronting him and just being like you know like hey you wouldn't have you know, you you wouldn't have uh, you know done the things that you do, or uh, what was it? Because uh, because he had a flashback to where he you know was kind of training and Yukimaru was like beating his butt <laughs> uh, easily, and so all that stuff and so uh, ooh Lord, sorry that was wild. Maybe it's okay. Maybe this is episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally spoiled myself. Well, you live and you learn. 
<laughs> don't be uh make sure to to get your right uh, episode uh, get the right uh, episode numbers and stuff uh but uh but yeah so so yeah, so he has this flashback or whatever and basically goes into like like when he first took up the uh the bow and arrow and stuff and then you know that led to Fina coming and finding him and basically just being like hey you know I basically saying like, like I know that you're not gonna hurt me because you know if, if you truly believe that I was just witch and all this other stuff whatever then you wouldn't have taken the time to try to teach me how to use the bow and arrow even though I'm a horrible student you know and so uh, so that that part was just like really cute and then you know with the episode you know kind of ending with Yukimaru finally waking up and coming to and uh and then him and Fina kind of just talking about everything and then him basically just like in a way kind of like confessing um his dedication to her of like hey I promise to never again to never let you go and then he like kneels down grabs her hand kisses her hand and stuff whatever super sweet um and stuff but uh but yeah so I'm I'm super excited to see uh where things continue to go from here like I said judging about that's tease I just saw unintentionally whatever it's about to get really spicy <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah Fina Pirate Empress yeah I'm a Pirate prim- Princess uh but yeah I'm seeing more and more people talking about it I'm glad more people are starting to uh to watch it and check it out um, so yeah, so that, that is, uh, Fina, and I think that might do it for as far as, like, general stuff that I, uh, saw, so, let's actually take a step backwards, because I, see, <laughs> this, this is how bad it is that I haven't really played games in so long, that literally on my little document where I have my outline for my stuff, I literally have the games and stuff on there, but I literally skipped right past them, and just went to straight to anime or whatever because that's just my natural habit for these last <laughs> several episodes. <laughs> Alright y'all, so I got my stuff together. So let's uh, let, let's talk about some freaking video games. So first of all, I'm, I'm going to talk about this because I'm going to just touch on this one a little bit because I only played a little bit of it. But uh, but I started playing uh, Psychonauts 2. And so... This is a game to where, so I, I played the first one, uh, I played the first, or, no, I'm saying that wrong, I never played the first one, I had attempted to try to start playing the first one like a while, like earlier in the year when I heard that, that, uh, that part two is coming out or whatever, but that game is like over 15 years old, it was on the original Xbox, I couldn't do it at the time or whatever, but they, they do a nice little, uh, a nice little recap of things from the first one at the beginning of this one. So I was able to kind of just to jump in and stuff, but, um, but yeah, it immediately, I love just like the design and the charm of this game, uh, just because it, it is just so, so quirky, so so in general, like I, I can't give you like, like a full synopsis of Psychonauts as, as a whole, but the kind of like like the basic premise behind it 
is that you are a psychonaut or a psychonaut in training, which means you are a person that basically like, like a lot of the missions and levels take place um, inside of people's minds. And so, uh, so yeah, so basically, yeah, you, yeah, you go into people's brains and the levels are structured around like how, how they are mentally um, interpreting um different things but uh but yeah it, it it was just just really fun and cool like i said just just like i played maybe like like an hour or so whatever of it but it was just really neat just uh just out the gate just seeing how things structured or whatever i, I like when games get weird um uh, and and things of that nature whoops but uh, but yeah, really cool game. I'm looking forward to diving more into it. I might not get more into it until after I've played <laughs> this next game. I'm, I'm gonna talk about or whatever. But uh, but yeah, Psychonauts is a pretty cool game. Like I said, uh, if, if if you have game, if you're on Xbox or PC and you have a uh, Game Pass, check it out. Like I said, it's a pretty simple kind of like a platformer. You're fighting, you know, various enemies and stuff, whatever. Like I said, like the different levels take place in like these like really creative. Um, environments and stuff so but um but yeah psychonauts too so like so i am honestly I, I am just so happy to be back playing games and now being able to talk about them a bit more on the podcast because like i said like i mentioned before like like video games is a big, very big part of me who i am my life my upbringing but i think just because of like how crazy life has been and just like how things have gone over these last six months since I started doing the podcast and stuff, whatever, to where, like, like my time just went to, like, a lot of, like, reading and watching stuff, whatever. But, um, but yeah, but uh, I'm proud of myself. Finally got into something, whatever, and, uh, and playing. So, big one. I want to touch on a little bit or whatever. I'm not going to go into too many spoilers, or I'm, I'm not going to go into spoilers at all. I'm going to keep it pretty surface level because if, if you want my spoiler thoughts on this game then you can uh then you can freaking go and check out my my videos that I've done but I finally picked up uh Life is Strange True Colors so you know I, I mentioned this on my on my other video but I'll say it again because it's my first time talking about it on the podcast proper but uh but the the life is strange series is one that i really enjoy a lot um in general the life is strange series they're like the games they are pretty they they are super story focused and it's all about meeting characters and usually it's it's usually figured around trying to trying to solve a mystery or something of some sort but uh but uh, but yeah, so it's, it's usually yeah you just interacting with different characters, making different decisions and choices which will alter how things play out and potentially give you multiple endings because like Life is Strange one had two endings, Life is Strange two I think had like five, seven, some something like that. It, it had like almost double digit amount of endings. Um, and stuff, whatever, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, all the games generally focus around 
a character who has some type of power or ability. So, Life is Strange 1, you play as a Max, where her, you know, power is uh, basically the ability to rewind time. And so you find yourself in these different situations to where it's like, okay, do I like how this played out? Or do I want to go back, rewind, and try it again? So that was crazy. And that story centered around basically like like trying to find out like like what happened to this uh, girl in your college that went missing and stuff. So that, that one was really good. Uh, episode 2, or Life is Strange 2, centered around these two brothers who the younger brother ends up getting the getting a power that's basically kind of like a telekinesis type of power to where he kind of like push force push people levitate people and stuff whatever and objects and that story kind of centered around um dealing with a lot of like uh uh racism and things of that nature because they're the two spanish brothers and through certain circumstances or whatever somebody close to them end up dying and they end up having to go on the run because, you know, the blame is being put on them. And so you're on this, like, cross-country journey. Um, and you're encountering all types of characters and things of that nature. But before I dive too much into those or whatever, so Life is Strange True Colors, this new one, came out a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um, I played it on PlayStation 5. And it looks freaking fantastic. I'm, I'm already so in love with the game. Because uh, I, I am, I have played through the first three chapters of the game, and so the the Life is Strange games, or whatever they generally, they they have multiple chapters. So one and two, I think I think all of them have two have five chapters, except for Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a prequel to one, and that one only had three chapters because it was a little bit shorter than usual. But uh, but yeah, so I've played through three or five. And so this one kind of centers around. So the character you're playing as is uh, named uh, is named Alex Chen, and you have the ability of uh, your power is uh, is basically you're an empath, and what that means is that you can read people's uh, emotions. And on paper, that sounds weird, and it's like okay, that doesn't sound like that would be fun. Sorry, I thought I heard Bash. <laughs> that that doesn't sound like that would be fun, but the way that they do it and the way that they showcase it is like super intriguing. To where basically, as you encounter people, you will see their aura. So yeah, so so yeah, so you're able to read people's auras as far as like you know how they're feeling. And on the surface level, you can kind of like you know just tell like just at a glance like okay they're mad sad confused happy whatever the case may be but if if they're like super like exuding that uh that emotion then you can take on that uh that emotion to the point to where you can even feel what they're feeling basically almost kind of like even read and understand like okay why they are feeling this thing and this applies to both people as well as objects because there might be you know you might be trying to find out something about somebody and you're in their room or their office and and you are uh and you are you know reading like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna 
you know, this notebook that was very personal to them or whatever. I'm going to check that. And it gives you some information about the person from that. Um, but yeah, but overall, I, I am I am really loving it. Um, of course, in, in, tr in true Life is Strange fashion, it is uh, hitting hard with some of these sad and filled moments. Because just know with Life is Strange, there will always be heartbreak around the corner. Um, you know, there's chances of characters not making it and different stuff like that or whatever. But, um, but yeah, but like I said, I'm really enjoying it. And like I said, just look forward. Just like I said, if, if you want to hear more specific in depth stuff, whatever, go check out those videos on my YouTube, whatever. Um, but I do plan on once I finish it, hopefully in the coming days, cause like I said, I'm already on, uh, finish, I'm already about to start chapter four or five. So hopefully before next week's podcast, uh, you'll more than likely see like a full on review from me of it all but um but yeah I, I am really digging it really loving it like i said it's so so many cool interesting characters um the the kind of like focal point of the story is very intriguing and it's kind of like just keep keep pulling me in and like okay i want to know more about like what's going on with this mystery and how to solve this problem and things of that nature. Like I'm speaking super vague because <laughs> I have talked enough spoilers in those other videos. But um, but yeah, like I said, if, if, if in general, if you're looking for like some really good story uh, focused type of games that can be played in really good bite sized chunks, check out Life is Strange because each episode or each chapter is maybe a couple hours tops. Maybe um, now I think chapter one of this felt like it was like super long because yeah this was like three hours i played this for almost three hours um but 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 chapter two that was maybe like under two hours i feel like whatever so so yeah, so it kind of fluctuates um all chapters across all together maybe come in around maybe like 10 to 15 hours depending on how you play and stuff whatever but uh but yeah and, and one thing i always enjoy about them or whatever is that at the end of the chapters they give you a breakdown of like all the choices that you made along the way and compares your choices with other people that are playing the game too like oh okay you know like you know you know 65 percent of players chose this but but another 13 percent chose that so really cool really interesting but uh but yeah that, that's freaking uh life is strange true colors like i said i am playing it on playstation 5 uh little note and tip i'll give for y'all uh i know many of us because myself included i have gone to a lot more just like like digital purchases for a lot of my games because sometimes it's just hey i just want to just have it all there or whatever but if you don't mind physical copies or whatever and especially if you're like hunting for sales or whatever or even just hey saving a few bucks check walmart because I learned this a few years ago, but for whatever reason, <laughs> and I don't know how many people know about this or whatever, but hey, I'm going to pass some, some secrets and game on to y'all. This is a, a, a Robert, a, a Dad Needs to Talk podcast exclusive. <laughs> but real talk, if you have a Walmart, go and check out the games because I'm not saying that this is guaranteed for every single game because it's been hit or miss more lately, but... I have noticed that a lot of the games, even on release day, is $10 cheaper. 
Yeah, I know a lot of y'all like, hey, Robert, $10, I don't care. Hey, I'm balling. I don't need $10, ain't nothing or whatever. That is fine. But for those of you, like I said, that may, hey, maybe just, you know, you want to try something, play, pick up a game or whatever, and you don't care that it's physical, and hey, you want to say that 10 bucks because, hey, that $10 you save on the game, that could be, you know, you're uh, a piece that you get, <laughs> you know, to, to eat while you're playing the game, whatever, who knows. But, um, but yeah, it's been pretty awesome because yeah, what I ended up doing, I got the PS4 copy of True Colors because it was $50 and they have a free upgrade to the PS5 version. So I was able to buy the disc $10 cheaper, put it in, it gave the option to upgrade to PS5 for free. So now I'm getting the ray tracing and all the extra visual benefits and stuff whatever for a few bucks cheaper you know um but yeah so like i said just just keep that in mind um like i said that's on all games um shoot i even uh there was some new nintendo game a couple years back whatever i got brand new ten dollars cheap whatever i was like hey these games barely go on sale so hey save me a couple bucks so yeah so like i said just, just wanted just to give you all that little uh little tip you know, maybe like I said, hopefully help out some of y'all save, uh, save a few coins potentially, but uh, but yeah, so that is that is freaking um. Sorry, trying to get this thing situated. Um, that is a uh, yeah, the games I've been playing. So like I said, very happy to be playing some games and talking about it with y'all. But let's go ahead and uh dive into some freaking manga talk so this week we will start off with uh well first of all i want to give a shout out to a uh, dr stone because they uh they did this very awesome and beautiful uh color spread and this is on the cover of uh of shonen jump but uh but yeah so so yeah, so so yeah, so like I said, very beautiful color spread. Um, freaking looks like a uh, Senku has a freaking uh, Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> on, but uh, but yeah, so let, let's let's honestly let's dive into Doctor Stone. So I so today I had read through chapters. Uh, it was two oh nine to two twelve, and so one of the reasons why Doctor Stone got to grace the cover. Of Shonen Jump this week is because it is in celebration of Dr. Stone has officially began his final arc. So we we gonna talk our way through these chapters, or whatever. But yeah, this is crazy to think about. But of course, you know, if you know those of you, you know reading the manga and the way the story's been going, clearly you can tell that this was inevitable, or whatever or things were heading this way. But still, just kind of while seeing that on chapter 212 but on the way to that so at the end of 208 you know our crew we finally obtained a calculator and so with that you know now we can truly dive deep into uh building the rocket ship and stuff and so one of the things let me see i think it was yeah chapter 209 when you know when they were doing stuff with us so, so they confirmed they have one working petrification device and so 
what they're planning on doing or what Senku, Senku said just because of the current resources that that is at their disposal is that uh is that uh let's see yeah uh sorry I'm trying to see yeah cause yeah cause yeah really sweet basically mentioned it like like uh, no matter how hard the battle against Y Man shakes out when they go to the moon, whoever joins the moon mission isn't coming to Earth. Am I wrong? And then Senku's like, basically, uh, those of us who make this moon landing, the scientist, the warrior, and the pilot, looks like he's aiming for three people, will have to petrify ourselves with the Medusa device. There on the moon's surface, will stand long into the future waiting to be rescued for years for decades for centuries the working medusa is a one-way ticket on the rocket to the moon so that was a big bombshell that senku dropped on everybody which of course chrome took that ticket the hardest just because you know he's just thinking about and and he he and uh, Suica end up talking because you know he's just thinking about like man that's gonna suck because you know whoever doesn't go or whoever goes to the moon everybody else will never see them again because if it's gonna take potentially decades if not centuries for humanity to get technology wise enough up to the point where they can make a a another rocket ship or another rocket to return back from the moon then yeah then everybody that's currently in the story now they're going to be long dead it's going to be their their descendants years down the line and so Chrome and Suica come up with the idea of of they're going to work with the, with Ryusui's brother um, I, can't, sorry, I can't remember his name but the math guy on getting lessons of like trying to basically like, like they are secretly plotting and trying to figure out how they can, you know, create a return ship um, and stuff. So, and also the crew is on the road. They basically, they end up going back to Japan because that's where everything's going to culminate and build towards. Because uh, while they were away in Japan, they had that crew to build a dam. Which would you which they were gonna use the you know use the uh hydro uh power to power you know like like the ship and all that stuff or, or to basically help them build what they need to build to get the rocket up and running and so two eleven was kind of like a look at just like like a like a fast forward of like them finishing their like last stops around the world. To gather the last resources that they that they need before they head back to to Japan, and uh, yeah, it, it was just it was all just just like really bittersweet just seeing them all do stuff whatever. But we also kind of got confirmation as far as like uh, the uh, the timetable of of a lot of this stuff whatever collectively from the moment when they got petrified again to when they got back to Japan I think they said it was uh, 8 years total and yeah so yeah so at the beginning of 212 they start off by saying uh, time since the entire world was petrified by the new Medusa 8 years but now their world trip is complete 
and they go back to the village to, to revive everybody and we get another freaking just like really cool color spread but um but yeah they, so they stopped by uh, i think it was a uh, that one island um and revive everybody there and then when they get back to the main japan they revive everybody and stuff whatever but it was some some funny moments because because uh, chrome reunited with uh with uh ruri and talking about how hey you know because she's been petrified while he's been out and they've been you know time has been going on they're now the same age and so everybody else clearly sees that hey she loves chrome and just waiting for him to make his move but he is so blind <laughs> and dumb to uh to, to everything that's going on but uh but they make mention because somebody notices like oh there's this like stone wall that was surrounding all of them because they you know had everybody get down like fetal position when they knew the petrification wave was coming to kind of help protect themselves but then they were like the people were like no we didn't make this wall and then we get some of the cutest panel where we see Suika recognize the little uh, puppy chunk and the little uh, pig Sagara and they reunite and we learn that they were the ones over which is a decade for them over almost a decade these two were the ones that built the freaking little stone wall that protected everybody a freaking dog and a pig and then we see that over time Suika sees that you know while yes they have also been protecting everybody by building this wall they also both have families of their own so we get this cute little panel of all these little puppies and piglets and stuff uh as they go back off into the woods of the little families but it, it was just so cute so beautiful just seeing that and then uh what was it and then yeah and then this is where we see that yeah that the the senku had tasked <clears throat> had tasked the japan crew with the mission to build a dam and so they did and we see that that's possibly where the puppy them and the pig pick up the idea to build the little wall to protect everybody whatever it was because they were watching them build a dam over those years and so so yeah so we're kind of as we kind of wrap up this chapter we see you know special mission special mission complete the rocket's launch site is ready one foe the unearthly y-man all by his lonesome were ready to face that final frontier backed by the power of every human on earth as the chapter ends with this freaking crazy panel of the earth and the moon as it just says dr stone chapter 212 final part stone to space i am excited i am ready so dr stone is going to be on break next week but when it comes back in two weeks we head into the moon baby so that that is super dope super exciting that we are uh we are on our way to the freaking moon that is just it is just it's so wild just thinking like yo like we are here we are at the point where 
we are uh, about to head to the moon. And so, yeah. So, so for, for this next one, I, I just, I have to just freaking just show this one quick panel. I'm trying to make it super quick. But, talk about freaking Jujutsu Kaisen, manga chapter 160, titled The Colony. Just want to show this real quick, just like the cover page. But, <sighs> Jujutsu Kaisen, man. That one image, so powerful, yet I feel like some something about its simplicity of just white background, kind of like blacked out sphere with just a simple title, Colony. Something about that just like, just like really struck a chord with me. I don't know why, but... I think something about it just like really made me just feel like things are about to ramp up in a serious things are about to ramp up in a serious way. And so between that cover page and then the actual first page where it's freaking ghetto <laughs> and we just see his face and he's saying sorry to somebody, it was like crap. <laughs> Uh, yeah it, it was yeah that that was just kind of just like just like my initial reaction to it because uh i just knew i was i was like okay either something about to pop off or something's about to go down but uh but yeah but it, it this chapter we see ghetto so we see he interacts with uh with some of itadori's classmates uh primarily some of the, some of the, we see some of the, some of these students from the very beginning of the series when when uh, Itadori was in that kind of like a, a cult club thing or whatever. And basically what happens is that the, so with the Cullen game starting off, kicking off, the colonies, the areas where the competitions will take place, it's just randomly sparking up in different, in different places around the country or whatever. And so for whatever reason, don't know why he has been quote-unquote nice but ghetto is talking to these people to a lot of people or whatever and just be like hey basically telling like hey y'all are basically in a danger zone you have one opportunity or you have opportunity to leave because of the fact that that they entered in or they got pulled into the area unknowingly unwillingly because it's not like they walked into it or whatever it was just that they their house that they were sleeping in just happened to be in the middle of one of the zones and so he's like hey if you want to leave you have one chance you get one chance to leave without any issues or whatever and so yeah so he's leaving he's leading a lot of these people outside of this space and he says Thank you for getting along with my son, which, you know, triggered, you know, like what and on the girl's face. And so now everybody just sees like these like giant black curtains all over the place. And it just looks so freaking badass. Just so cool. Just seeing this one panel where it's like November 6th, 6 or 2 a.m. 
Sendai colony as you just see there's just this giant black cylinder taking over a portion of the city as we kind of move over and we see a panda Itadori Megumi and Hikari all kind of like finalizing their plans of action and so panda and and, uh, and uh, Kenji are gonna go into one colony and then Itadori and Megumi are gonna go into another one and so so yeah so things are beginning the the calling game has now begun and I and I am just very excited yet fearful of what is about to go down because we all remember what happened with the freaking uh, Shibuya incident and the collateral damage that that arc caused for so many characters in the series that we already know there's gonna be there, there's definitely gonna be some deaths there's gonna be some people not gonna make this out of out of this situation alive and I, I don't know for sure but I can bet that we are this is a big step towards potentially the end of the series because of the fact that we know that uh, that uh, Itadori he has consumed I think 15 fingers at this point because at the end of uh, the Shibuya incident they gave him I think 10 because <laughs> he had 5 up to that point I think they gave him another 10 and so yeah it's about to get wild I'm, I'm excited to see this Andrew Chicken action I'm excited to see this uh, this lawyer dude from last chapter go into action and stuff uh, and yeah and, and just to see and just to see like what hell is about to be unleashed up upon the world but uh but yeah so next up let's just kind of take a quick little dive this is gonna be a pretty short and straightforward one but uh but my hero academia uh chapter 327 so this chapter like i said is pretty sh short and straightforward but this one kind of just focused on or the title of it which i enjoyed was just rest and it is basically just the students like first of all getting Deku's butt in the freaking bathhouse scrubbing him down like yo dude you've been grimy filthy for a minute you need to get situated so they get him cleaned up or whatever and just kind of just everybody just kind of just like reconnecting and just kind of like decompressing a bit because it's like man they've been through some crazy stuff lately whatever especially trying to track down Deku the stuff he's been through or whatever so all the students kind of like get a moment to just like a moment of reprieve relaxation and basically calm before the storm and so we also get to see uh, Deku and All Might kind of make up a bit this chapter where they kind of talk through things whatever and All Might kind of just like reassures like okay no I am going to keep going do what I can to help and then we see him leave and go off to meet um, Endeavor and Best Genus and Hawks as they are on the road to somewhere based off of whatever clues that Stain gave them uh, or that Stain gave All Might and stuff. So, so yeah, I'm um, just very curious to see like, where things go from here. Um, we had a moment where Jero kind of mentioned how she wants to do something along the lines of like the cultural festival again to kind of like help 
uh, relieve some people's stresses and stuff and concerns of them and everything. So I'm very curious to see like like what's gonna come of that and how that's gonna uh, kind of mold and shape. But um, but yeah, but that that's pretty much it for my hero. Like I didn't want to dive into that too too much. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I really don't have like nothing too much to really say about. Uh, I'll just. Yeah, nothing really too much to say about One Piece, honestly. Um, just, it was good, you know. Just got to see the uh, the official start of the clash between uh, One Piece, Chapter 1026. Uh, clash between uh, Luffy and Kaido again. As we see Momo kind of gather up the courage to finally act. And he kind of like bites down on Kaido's neck after like Luffy lands a big punch on him. Which gives Momo time to lock onto and bite down on Kaido, Hardman Plyson and Luffy hits him again. And so, uh yeah, so that things about to kick off with that. Um and the the clash between Luffy and Kaido parts the clouds, which reveals the moonlight again, which gives uh uh Nekomamushi and Inurarashi, uh Cat Viper and Dog Storm a chance to do like one final blow to uh to take down Jack and Peril Sparrow respectively and stuff so uh so yeah so now we're just supposed to go head deep into a uh, freaking luffy versus kaido but uh but yeah and so i think the last separate chapter before i get to like the big one i want to talk on is uh is a freaking uh uh hunter's guild red hood or was this a uh, chapter 12 titled bonkers so, Bonkers is a character that <laughs> initially I had little to no interest or care about, to be honest with you, you know, um, just because Bonkers, why, why should I care about Bonkers? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, freaking, yeah, freaking Bonkers, man, like we got a chance to get more of his backstory because, so, so we had a moment to where uh, we realized that Debonair isn't too much of a problem right now because of she has to purposely hold back because of her ability and stuff. But Grim, she don't care. She's whooping. She's whooping butt left and right. And so what happens is, uh, what was it? Uh, Bonkers volunteers to stay behind and hold her back while everybody else makes their escape or whatever. And so, basically, it kind of brings into question, like, or Graham points out, like, like, or notices, like, okay, you're doing this because you don't plan on passing the test and becoming a hunter. And then she brings up that, like, the, you know, that they uh, do background and research on everybody before, you know, the exam and stuff, whatever, and come to find out that he has taken this test multiple times, and he always seems to fail right at the very end like like right when it's like oh you can here's your last chance to pass whatever he just purposely fails and so he kind of bonkers goes into his backstory and basically we learn that he still feels a lot of guilt because so growing up i think he was like back when he was like 13 or whatever um he remembers that there was a giant and the the way this giant looks just like like uh, i'm I'm excited for the future when we do eventually see giants and stuff in the series. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, but basically a giant attacked the area around where he lived at. 
and reduce tons of people's houses and stuff. But of course, hunters came through, you know, some hunters took care of them or whatever. But of course, it left a lot of people homeless. But what happened was a lot of people used it as an opportunity to steal and to take advantage of people being kind of opening up their homes. And so, uh, young bonkers back when he was around 13 or whatever, he let some people stay in his room or whatever. And then basically he happened upon them in, in the middle of the night and overheard them plotting to basically being like, hey, hey, you know, we tricked these suckers and now we're going to steal everything we can while they're asleep or whatever. And so bonkers confronts them or whatever. And that leads to like a confrontation to where basically one of the people, one of the thieves ends up falling out of the window and falling to their death. And so that incident led to a bunch of misunderstanding, misinterpretations or whatever, to where people were thinking that that uh that he pushed the guy out of out of the window over like a wallet or something small and petty or whatever. But it's like, no, the fool fell out the window or whatever. Uh oh, uh, because he caught on fire, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. A fire got started in the room and then the dude ended up jumping out the window or whatever because it was raining outside. But anywho so Bonkers felt guilt after that situation or whatever because his family was like shunned and like all these horrible stories came up. They were kind of like like labeled as like a murder family uh, and stuff. Let me see. Hold on. What was it? Uh, yeah, the Bonkers family quickly got labeled the house of murderers. And so he said, I pretty much left right after that. No idea what happened after that. So he didn't even know what happened to his family after that. So that's been... 10 years because he's 23 uh, and stuff but uh but yeah but he says he's you know he's like what next it's the same old story you know taking up jobs to do whatever he can and so what he had been doing is that with the hunter's exam he used that as an as a as a temporary shelter for a bit every year or every time it happens or every time it comes around or whatever to where he said if i could take the training and just fell at the end. That's half a year of freedom because it's the three months, you know, there to the facility, and then and then the three months back. And so he said that's half a year of free room and board, and the debt collectors won't chase me this far either. And so, uh, you know, say he doesn't have, you know, much confidence in his strength and stuff, and says, you no, know, if a person's life is a story. He's probably a side character, blah, 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 But, you know, Vader tells him, like, that's not true at all. You know, uh, your life isn't over just yet, you know. Uh, and basically, yeah, he just encourages him of, like, of like you know, if you're going to call this a story, then just write a new chapter. Start on a new page. And this time, let your actions make you the hero. And says, you know, he grabs his hands like, I, I refuse to stand by while somebody lets themselves fall into darkness. Let's become hunters together. Together, And so that that, that was just, just super sweet of, uh, I still got this up, I'm talking about Hunter's Guild. <laughs> but that, that was just super sweet of, uh, of Velu to do, to just give that encouragement and stuff to bonkers and like I said I have way more respect for this character now like I said compared to when you know <laughs> that's all started but um but yeah so I'm, I'm 
really excited to just to continue to see where these characters go and, and what they get up to to next. So next up, uh, and this is gonna, and this is kind of the uh, the main talking point for this uh, episode because I know I know I've been doing these separately, or whatever, but. It is what it is. I'm not going to do this separate or whatever, but I have finished another quarter of Mission Yozakura Family. So, this will be chapters 51 to 75. And so, yeah. So, with this, uh, first off, I want to say there were some color pages that I freaking just super loved and enjoyed. Um, the color page for chapter 67. I, I just love the, the look of this. Uh, the color page for chapter 69. I love this one. Getting just like, like the villains and stuff, whatever here. Um, that they were going to fight against. Uh, this one for chapter 74. And then this one for chapter 75. But, uh, but yeah, so, so Mission Yozakura Family. So... These chapters, as I feel most of them do or whatever, kind of started off with just kind of like some more kind of like like more like fun shenanigans and stuff, whatever, as we kind of like get to like learn more about the family and stuff. Um, I, I liked how it started off with the uh, with the, the chapter Beast Crossing, where it's kind of basically just like Animal Crossing and stuff. I, I really enjoyed that chapter. Um... So I'm trying to think. Uh, oh yeah, where the where the whole family went to the hot springs and stuff, and then where uh, that's where uh, where uh, the head tailed uh, Lord. Let me get my stuff straight. Hold on, real quick. Okay, sorry, Miss Sumi and Taya. Um, to where she tells him a little bit more of like the uh, the family secret about like how basically her dad orchestrated all this stuff with him you know getting hurt to the point to where he to where he they had to give him um the blood or whatever to activate the power and stuff whatever and so yeah so that whole section was pretty cool and interesting um i did like like the one spinoff chapter i think it was like chapter what was it 54 55 54 54 where it kind of just that was just kind of just like a fun chapter where they kind of just like went through different fan submissions for uh for character designs and stuff um sorry real quick but i i so then so i really enjoyed the couple chapters where uh where asano or tayo where he ended up going on that train trying to find uh the dad uh there's a, a mama with the dad and so the the dad he, he is just so freaking cold and stuff but i i liked those chapters because getting to meet uh shoot what's her name the uh the young lady or the lady with the uh with the white hair um laura i, I can't remember her name sorry i'm trying to Trying to see if I can find her name, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I can't freaking find her freaking name, but uh, but anywho, 
that whole exchange or whatever was super dope and finding out that she had ties with his parents to where how basically she was like on death's bed or death's door so to speak or whatever because she was super ill but her but his parents was always there supporting her and uh and helping her with different treatments and stuff and they ended up buying her these like really cool like sun earrings and stuff super beautiful um the character herself was really pretty and stuff whatever because i loved like how she like just like the long white hair with the tom popo symbol like on her freaking like her freaking uh uh forehead and stuff was uh was super dope but i enjoyed the part of, the, of their fight where <laughs> where she is moving her hair at such a fast speed but she's able to transmit a message to Asano to where basically she tells him the story of like what really happened and everything and stuff and like how you know he only he or somebody who has the the family eyes basically can read this message which we found out later on that that the dad did read the message too or whatever because he obviously has the same eyes but uh but yeah that that whole fight and confrontation was super dope um i love we got to see like him activating like his uh his guns second form where he has the freaking sword and stuff and he activates his eye power but uh but yeah their whole fight and confrontation was like so so dope and cool uh i'm trying to think uh yeah yeah that that went off like a handful of chapters and i freaking loved it and uh sorry i'm trying to see yeah then we had uh the older sister uh uh futaba and ran show up at the end because uh because a couple of tampopo agents came to retrieve the girl's body and stuff and try to take out uh tayo but those two showed up and rescued him and stuff and then <laughs> I love the one chapter where it was kind of like, kind of like the, uh, the, the, uh, the healing medicine that, that, that the science brother gave him to kind of help him heal the side effect is that it turned him into a freaking baby, which I loved. Everybody was loving on baby Tayo and stuff, but that, that chapter was like super cute, but, uh, but then we kind of get into the planning phase for pretty much like what happened with, which was the rest of these chapters whatever was the grandma and grandpa uh, Yozakura came back and to help with preparations and stuff and so basically the grandfather he was training uh, Tayo basically how to like to awaken more of his eye powers or whatever and he, he basically explained more about how that works about how the head of the family they can give their blood to one person to activate the power or whatever. And so usually it's the spouse or whatever. In most cases, the husband. And so, yeah. And so through all this, we also learned because I forgot back in the hot springs, whatever the, the thing that, uh, that, uh, that she told him, uh, Misumi told him was that the a scar that she had or whatever was that years back, or whatever, uh, Tom Popo had captured her and they were attempting to take out her heart because the heart has whatever that uh that doping agent or whatever that they're looking for that is like the purest form of it is with the heart 
And so, uh, so anyway, so the, so the grandpa, you know, tells more stories of all this stuff while on the flip side, the grandmother, she ends up taking Musumi to a secret underground passage that is like this like labyrinth of like so many tunnels and stuff, but beneath the house and takes her to like this like inner small room that originally was like was designed to be like a bunker in case the things happen but she shows her this book that is sealed that basically has like all the ancient secrets and techniques and stuff of the family but the key or whatever the key is to unlock it has been lost for generations so she says she hasn't seen it the mom hasn't seen it nobody has seen whatever is in this book for many years and it has a fail safe to where if somebody were to tamper and try to force the book open, it would basically cause a self-destruct sequence to where it would take out the whole the whole house, the whole family mansion would collapse upon itself as a safety measure for that. But uh but yeah, so the things are just like really cool, really dope. I uh sorry, I'll just kinda of just scrolling through just seeing if was there any other uh key things um I, I like when the grandpa shot the bullet at Masumi to as a way to cause a tayo to awaken his ability even quicker and stuff so that that part was super dope uh let me see yeah okay i i love the little cherry blossom chapter where they kind of uh are um doing this like pre-battle thing where they meet underneath like this like sacred family tree where the cherry blossoms from it, it basically heals all the properties of the body or whatever but in that chapter we also have a moment to where uh to where uh the oldest brother uh Kyochiro talks to uh to Tayo and tells him like hey during this mission we're going to have me and you are going to have a secondary solo mission to where we need to go and uh, hunt because basically he tells Tayo that or he takes Tayo to to their mother's grave and he tells him that the grave is empty because they discovered or he discovered that somebody put that somebody probably Tompapo, which they did. Um took the mother's corpse because of the heart and stuff whatever and so their mission is to go and find and retrieve the mother's body um, because that explains why they have been able to create all these like super soldier super powerful people in such a short time is because they had to have like a very powerful source to do that and so yeah and so then kind of from there I love we just kind of started getting into the uh the mission kind of begins the infiltration mission kind of begins and we get this like really cool moment where the family kind of split up into like into like their designated roles and stuff and they dive in skydive into the into the facility and we start with the, with the dog thing kind of like rushing down and then we kind of uh meet this one like fire chick that her design is so dope because of how like her scars kind of like go around like her chest and body and stuff whatever she looks like super really cool super dope whatever like she has like a I think she like secretes kind of like a gasoline type of thing like a flammable liquid I guess kind of kind of like Bakugo 
in My Hero Academia how he kind of secretes stuff that kind of you can trigger for explosions or whatever. But um, but yeah, so yeah, so she shows up and there's like a really dope fight with her. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Akai. And so she just looks like super dope, and I, I love seeing her fight between her and uh, Futaba and stuff. We also get to see Futaba's awakened ability, um, and that's another thing. Like through these chapters, we just get to learn so much about like basically all the siblings have like awakened abilities, and I am so excited just to see more of them because we get, we get to see uh, Futaba and uh, Shion, or no, Ki Kango. Shion, Kago, whichever is the the weapon brother, um, get to see his his their ability too. Um, I think it's is it Shinzo? Yeah, Shinzo. So yeah, so gonna see the their ability and stuff, whatever. Um, was was really dope. I I loved freaking the chapter where Shinzo is fighting the kind of like metallic body dude or whatever, but he has this like ever changing multi. Uh, uh, morphing weapon thing, whatever that he has, is super dope. Um, but yeah, just seeing those two kind of get to go full out or whatever and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it but yeah, the, these chapters was just like so good and so dope. And, and I'm very excited to keep going in the march up to chapter 100 um, coming up. So yeah, um, I think that's kind of it for like, for like my thoughts on those chapters. Like I said, super excited, super hyped. Like I said, just the roller coaster of, you know, of the aftermath of what came before to the preparations, the trying to track down the dad and learning more backstory on different characters that were involved with Tayo past and his parents and stuff, whatever. Super cool, super dope. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that might be it. Um, as far as my thoughts on uh, Mission Yozakura family, but uh, one last little thing before I go into like to the to the outro proper, um, I want to mention. Um, actually, no, no, I'll, I'll mention it in the outro. So, so yeah, so let, let's go ahead and like wrap this bad boy up. So, yeah. So, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is this is a pretty meaty episode, but hey, I feel like I had a lot of cool stuff to talk about this week. Um, but yeah, as always, you know, like I mentioned at the top, if you are not already, make sure to follow, subscribe, all that stuff, both on the YouTube channel as well as the uh, whatever podcast service that you listen to the stuff on. I should be on everything. Uh, go to daddystalk.com which is the central hub for everything that I do and yeah follow me on my socials like I said anybody that's listening that is interested in, in collaborating with me like I said whether me coming on your stuff or you potentially coming on my stuff hit me up I am very excited for the collaboration wave to begin and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's on the horizon but um, yeah like I said um, next week's episode is going to be a big focus on BoJack Horseman, the series. So, yeah, send in y'all thoughts. Let me know what y'all think about that and be on the lookout for a potential post around that. Um, and with that being said, last thing I want to mention as well is that next month, we're getting into October, so spooky season. So, I'm planning on doing a lot of like 
kind of like spooky season theme stuff because I think I might have mentioned before but I'm planning on reading volumes 2 and 3 of uh, Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead uh, Call of the Night um, and potentially some more kind of like, like Saturn themed manga I have up here um, maybe Blood on the Tracks I might read that um, as well as I'm looking for like, like you know, I'm also going to be checking out potentially like some uh there's gonna be like for sure like one horror related uh anime next season i think it's like miracle chan or something so i'm definitely gonna be checking that out and uh yeah might be reaching out for like potential recommendations for some like you know like one shots or solo uh horror manga stuff but uh but yeah so just be on the lookout for a spooky season it's coming um oh and also uh the walking dead uh, Telltale's Walking Dead, the final season. I have been chipping away at that game over a course of years, and I want to finish it and put it to bed. And so I'm planning on doing that as well um, next month. So yeah, so be on the lookout for all that stuff. So, but yeah, it's late. I rambled enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all have a freaking awesome week. Uh, and yeah. Y'all take care of yourselves. You know, make sure y'all get some self-care in. Take some time for yourself. You know, if you're a parent, take a moment to hide from the kids. <laughs> Even if it's just for 10, 15 minutes, you know. Uh, go out, treat yourself. Buy that game you've been thinking about buying. Watch the anime that's been on your list. Watch that. Read that manga. Whatever you want to do. Get out there and exercise. Start your routine whatever it is you can do it and with that i am out y'all have a fantastic week and we'll catch y'all in the next one bye and peace